that Charles Darwin and his modern followers are correct about evolution. You are a scientist. What makes you think Darwin was wrong? Uh, I have at least few statements uh, concerning uh, deep criticism to a general Darwin theory. Uh, first, I believe, and I know that many specialists uh, agree with me, that if, for instance, uh, genetics uh, was exist in the times of Darwin, uh, maybe Darwin was not uh, to declare his theory. Because uh, main uh, profound uh, statements of general genetics are strongly against uh, evolution idea. You see, now we know more than uh, 1,000 chemical mutagens. This, uh, I mean, uh, chemicals uh, which are able to provide, uh, to induce uh, mutations. And most of, more than 99% of them are dangerous or harmful for many organisms. Uh, also, physical mutagens, mostly dangerous. That's why it's very... Uh, difficult to imagine how spontaneous mutation uh, will, uh, may, may, may be a causes for improvement of species and um, uh, in order to stimulate evolution process. This is most simple statement against evolution. But we have more uh, experimental evidences supporting a creation idea too. And also general statistical uh, evaluations against evolution. Uh, I know many uh, exact and correct uh, mathematical models which are supported the fact that it's quite impossible to imagine a spontaneous, without planned uh, and directed process of origin of life, earth, and many other things. Thank you. Is it true in your mind that uh, Darwin did not, in fact, give very much evidence to show that any one species has actually arisen by evolution? Did Darwin show that any evolution had really taken place? Maybe I repeat. Did Darwin show that evolution really takes place? Did he give facts to show uh, that evolution has uh, occurred? You see, uh, when I asked many uh, school teachers in both West European and East European countries on the one question, are you personally read a book of Darwin, Origin of Thesis? Nobody answered me yes. No, I how nobody. many of our people here have read The Origin of Species. Uh, I don't you will not look for a show of hands. Yes. Even teachers in biology. Yes. But they usually read many books of evolutionists which are interpreted as Darwinism. And the aim of these books is to struggle for any uh, abilities uh, to support th this idea. But Darwin, namely, Charles Darwin, wrote in his book that now, that is, in the times of Darwin, we, that is, Darwin personally, have no enough evidences such as many intermediate forms supporting the idea of evolution in all uh, known uh, areas of living forms, but 
Darwin usually declared, I believe in future we shall obtain. Future is now, 135 years after the appearance of Darwin's book, and nothing, uh, nothing uh, significant, uh, more new evidences supporting the Darwinism, starting with, with the times of Darwin, has been. Certainly true. I agree with Dima. As you read The Origin of Species and as you look at contemporary uh, evolution research, you see that no person has shown the origin of even a species in nature by Darwin's view of natural selection and mutation. Dima, I'm going to shift a little bit here in our, in our interview. And uh, for the last two Sundays, you have been attending the Grace Community Church in Panorama City. Um, please tell us about a Sunday at the First Baptist Church in Moscow. How is it different from Christian Church here? A great difference. Uh, uh, another building, another furniture. Uh, you see, uh, approximately 9 million people in the population of Moscow and 5,000 believers, but only one church. Only one because uh, previously a government was strongly against the registration of this church. And that's why we have uh, many services, uh, three services each Sunday. And uh, many people in very small house, very difficult to stay, uh, more than two hours service. Uh, and but uh, you can to see one and the same faces. I know that if uh, somebody with a church in America, uh, in such large church as Grace Community, it's uh, difficult to, to be uh, sure that you will meet. A concrete person in this church, but we have five thousand uh, believers in Moscow. Not many, but uh, not uh, so less. And uh, for instance, if I will go to church, I exactly know that I met meet. I shall meet here many people I know personally. Uh, usually, church is a place of a large amount of meetings of our believers. And uh, usually uh, we have another tradition. I don't know these words in English, but in Moscow, uh, absolutely an adopted to this, make this, yes, to loud, uh, to um, uh, loud voices, smile is absolutely nothing in the church. All in serious, all the thinking about God. No smiling, no clapping hands. Yes, yes, yes. Very serious. Uh, well, uh, in, in my opinion, church uh, must be quite another than theater, yes? That's my opinion. Oh, well, we certainly appreciate this. How, if you go to one of those services at the First Baptist Church of Moscow, how many people would be sitting there at any one time worshiping the Lord? Uh, I, I know there are many services, but how many would be at one service? 800, approximately. 800. And I must to know that you call First Baptist Church. I see. We have only one church, not second, not third, yes? <laughs> Very good. Dima, please tell us a little bit about your wife and your family. Well, uh, I'm married. Uh, my wife is a physical chemist. I met her as an assistant in my laboratory five years ago. Uh, we have a daughter. Her name is Mary. Um, the name of my wife is Tatiana. Uh, a daughter, uh, four years old. 
before I married Tatiana, and before I accepted Christ, I was divorced. And I have a daughter for my ex-wife. She's a 12. Her name is Kate. I met her every month for two or three days. We are friends. And my oldest daughter knows Jesus. Yes, I gave her many books, and, and my ex-wife is not against. But my present wife is unbeliever, uh, and uh, she agrees with my Christian activity, but her parents uh, strongly disagree. They are very afraid of my Christian life, and this is why I have, have many problems in yes, my sir. family. We'll certainly join you in prayer about those Yes, requests. mostly concerning the uh, teaching of my daughter. Mm -hmm. I usually pray for my uh, family. Uh, sometimes my wife visited church, uh, but uh, so far is still a believer. But uh, they agree that I became better. I see. Yes. Uh, and uh, she said, I consider that the Bible is a wonderful fairy tale, but mm. fairy tale, not mm. truth. Uh, I believe that further Lord will give her to his... Uh, Name also. Wonderful. We will be praying about that. What is her name again? Mm, Tatiana. Maybe Tatiana. 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 Thank you. Uh, Dima, is there a Christian newspaper now being published in Moscow? Yes. We began to publish uh, a monthly Christian newspaper entitled Protestant one and a half years ago illegally in Moscow. I. Illegally, I mean without an official registration. Uh, we distributed this newspaper free of charge for everybody who needs, who write us, uh, for churches, schools, and individuals. And now we have uh, somewhat more than 10,000 copies of each uh, issue. Uh, and a few weeks ago, uh, we had... Uh, Victory, yes. We, uh, our newspaper was officially registered in Moscow. Uh, so far, uh, now it is not, not uh, illegal. And uh, we publish usually articles concerning spiritual problems, concerning uh, history of church, uh, chronicles, uh, Christian poetry. And for instance, I am an editor for a separate column entitled Science Without Atheism. Well, That's very interesting. I'm sure some of the people after the meeting will want to come and talk to you about the possibility of receiving copies of that someday. But we publish in Russian. You yes. publish in uh, Russian. Well, I guess there'd be a few here that can understand. All right. Welcome. Uh, Dima, our, our time is short, but I, I have two more questions for our guest. Please tell us about Dr. Sidney Weinstein of Yale University. Okay. Uh, Sidney Weinstein is 35 aged professor of neurology of Yale University and Mount Sinai College of Medicine in New York City. Uh, also, he's the head of a private company, Neurocommunication Research Laboratories, and an editor-in-chief for the journal, International Journal of Neuroscience. Uh, he usually accepted my papers on neurochemistry, and uh, starting with 1988, I became uh, editor um, of this journal too, uh, a member of editorial board. And uh, Sydney invited me uh, usually to the United States. Uh, he lives in Connecticut. 
uh, not far from New Haven, from his university. Right. Does Sidney believe in creation? Uh, yes, he's a Jewish, non-Christian, but believer. Um, he believes in creation. Um, that's why he is agree to use his scientific journal, uh, which is distributed all over the world and appeared simultaneously in Great Britain and United States in English, monthly scientific journal. He agreed to use this journal for debates between creationism and evolutionism in respect of neuroscience. And, uh, for instance, uh, uh, the latest uh, recent uh, issue of this journal, December issue of International Journal of Neuroscience, uh, published two mile-long papers, uh, one of them especially devoted to our findings supporting the creation research. We have made these findings in my laboratory uh, during the latest uh, last uh, two years in Moscow. And he agreed and he will be glad to accept more yeah. creationist work, but experimental work, and exactly in the field of neuroscience, sure. which is somewhat rare, unfortunately. I'm very thankful for people like Dr. Sidney Weinstein because quite often my colleagues in the sciences will say that nobody accepting evangelical fundamentalist Protestants of a very literalistic persuasion, nobody except those poor folk believe in creation. But there are some other people, Orthodox Jewish people, Orthodox Muslims, people without even any organized religion who do believe in creationism. Our last question. What do you think about academic freedom to teach creation science in the United States when Mr. Honig, our state superintendent of education, has recently denied a charter for the Institution for Creation Research Graduate School in San Diego. Uh, I was. So, so concerning ICR, uh, my work is partly supported by them. I am very grateful for them. I completely agree with their scientific pro uh, platform. I visited them. And a few months later, Dr. Dwayne Gish, the vice president for the ICR, will be in Moscow, and I am personally responsible for organizing these lectures and debates with Soviet scientists and the Academy of Soviet Sciences. Dr. Dwayne Gish yes, will be in Russia yes, yes. debating with Soviet yes, Academy yes. people. Uh, me and Gish will uh, debate with evolutionists in Moscow State University. That's something we can pray about, too, isn't it? Yes. Uh, and so now, in Moscow, we have a free opportunity to debate, to publish in Russian uh, our um, discussions with evolutionists. Um, so a higher school and university level is quite open for this science. Um, so evolution is still uh, teaching, but as uh, no fact, uh, we, we have an alternative as a creation. Uh, unlike Is it true that some of your only, only a few universities, uh -huh. uh, but yes, in Moscow State University, for instance, yes. Yeah. Now, so uh, they invited uh, creationists for a brief lectures as the opposite of you. But uh, in Leningrad, uh, and Novosibirsk, and Moscow, uh, unlike all other parts of the Soviet Union, and unlike uh, public schools uh, equivalent to your uh, secondary school, but there's much more freedom. And I explained in my interview to ABC News a, few, a week ago uh, that, in my opinion now, in prehistoric time in Moscow, we have more opportunities mm -hmm. to free debates uh, in creation field, more academic freedom than in California. Isn't that an interesting observation that 
Uh, yeah. Everyone who's seen both areas is just dismayed over the fact that some weeks ago, uh, the ICR Graduate School in Santee, California, actually was denied its privilege to operate. You might be praying about that, as I believe there will be some litigation on that regard. At this point, we thank you for uh, the interview, uh, Dr. Kuznetsov, and we would like you to lead us for a moment of prayer. Thank you. Thank you. I'd ask you, I'd ask you to pray with me. I will pray in my native language, in Russian. I know that Lord understands any languages. And previously, I tell you that I will pray for masters for my church, for your country, for my country, and especially for a forthcoming development of creation research to the glory of the Lord, uh, carried out uh, simultaneously and with a strong cooperation of both American and Soviet scientists here in the United States and in my native country in Soviet Union. So, let's pray. Господь, сердечно благодарю Тебя за то, что Ты привел меня в эту страну, за то, что Ты даешь мне возможность работать здесь во славу Твою. Прошу Тебя, благослови моих братьев во Христе, у меня дома в Москве, редакции «Протестант». Сердечно благодарю Тебя за то, что Ты уже сделал для нас, за Твою крестную смерть за всех грешных людей, за то, что Ты, великий Господь, могущий, И милостиво любишь меня, маленького грешного человека. Любишь всех людей, приводишь нас к себе. Благодарю Тебя за ту веру, которую Ты даровал мне. Господи, спасибо Тебе за нее еще и еще раз. Сердечно благодарю Тебя за все, Господи, что Ты делаешь для людей. Прошу Тебя, благослови мои труды здесь, общение с людьми, которых Ты посылаешь на пути мои. Дай мне благополучно вернуться домой. Дай мне совершить этот труд во славу Твою, Господи. Дай мне быть близким Тебе. Не оставь меня, разуми и помоги мне, Господи. Слава Тебе за все, великий мой Бог. Отец, Сын и Святой Дух. Аминь. Um, I think in America we need somehow to learn that lesson. The church under oppression is always a more serious church because the Christian life is so serious, because the cost is so high. I appreciated what he said also about the fact that when he um, goes to church in Moscow, he knows the people and he knows they will all be there and he will see them all. Whereas in America, you never know who might show up or might not. Um, the level of commitment is so different. Bob Provost was telling me when he came back that there were people in the church auditorium and then there were people outside the churches that he preached in, some looking through the windows, some in rooms upstairs listening on speakers, some tucked into offices. And, and the, whenever the church met, everyone came because there's a sense of dependency. There's a, there's a sense of the urgency of the Christian faith in an oppressed situation, which, uh, which causes a level of devotion and a level of commitment that is something very different. If you want an interesting contrast, all you have to do is contrast the church in Western Europe to the church in Eastern Europe. In Eastern Europe, where the church was oppressed behind the Iron Curtain, the church flourished. 
It grew deep and it grew strong. In Western Europe, where the church was free, it grew weak and it grew shallow. And uh, we look at the at the Europe now. We look at Western Europe. We say there is almost no church, just a small, tiny, little church. Recently, talking with John Glass, who is from our church, a very gifted preacher, a very gifted communicator, um, an American born in Switzerland whose native language really was French, and then traveled the world, incredible testimony, wound up marrying uh, Meg, who was a Pan Am stewardess, and uh, they came to know Christ, and he went back, a very gifted guy, and he went back to a church in Paris and has the fastest growing church in Paris, and they're up to 60 people. And he says it's a, it's a, a wasteland, and just no spiritual interest whatsoever. And all that freedom, and the church is so very weak. The same is true where people minister in Italy, where people minister in other parts of Western Europe. The free church has become weak, has little impact. And the culture is materialistic, self-serving, very much like our own. And you go behind the Iron Curtain, and the culture is deprived, depressed. Uh, the situation is gloomy, dismal. The church has been persecuted and gotten stronger and stronger and stronger. And it looks now as if the church in Eastern Europe that has been the persecuted church is going to be the resource to evangelize the free countries of Western Europe. So it's a marvelous thing to see how God has preserved the strength of his church. The church is a lot larger than we may imagine. I'm sure Dima would agree that though there are only 5,000 known evangelicals in the city of Moscow, there are perhaps numbers more who are unknown to the church who also have put their faith in Christ. And, of course, there's a great interest in the Bible as uh, they are doing everything they can to get the Word of God in their hands. So we're living in a very, very interesting time, fascinating time, when the church is ch changing face all over the world. It is also interesting to me to see evolution being attacked in this process because I personally believe that nothing, no one ideology has had a more devastating negative impact on our world than the theory of evolution. It has devastated our culture to the very limits of our existence. We can't even begin to, to understand how devastating evolution is. It permeates our politics, it permeates our social views, it permeates our moral views. It is not just a scientific theory. It has permeated our entire society. It is the substance and base of the new morality. Man is only an animal, and so he ought to live like an animal. And whatever his basic instincts are, he ought to have the right to exercise those instincts. Evolution is behind the, the humanistic philosophy of today. It is anti-God, it is anti-Christ, and it is at the core of all of the difficulties that we are experiencing in the decline of our own society in the United States. And so whenever evolution is attacked by creationism, uh, the, the evolutionists fight back because it is the underlying ideology to their entire moral social system. And um, so we're seeing people even like our school superintendent, who I think is not astute but ignorant about the real issues, uh, and maybe propagating uh, from 
what he thinks is a scientific viewpoint something that is utterly unscientific. But it's wonderful, and wouldn't it be great if the communist world, if uh, the Soviet Union had to lead America back to a proper understanding of science? Remember a few years ago, you remember our student Zhao who was here? Uh, Zhao was uh, from Africa, and he was sent to Leningrad to medical school and uh, had to learn Russian and then went through the entire Russian medical training system. And when he graduated, uh, he graduated with faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and he graduated as a creationist. And here was another guy who was exposed to the full-blown atheistic evolutionary uh, track and still came out as one who loved the Lord Jesus Christ, and then he came and spent some time here as a student. But even in that kind of system, God can reach through and communicate truth. And I think if a scientist is really true to his discipline, he's going to have to be honest enough to come out a creationist. So we're thankful for the testimony of Dima. We're thankful for Dr. Howe, who is a leader in the creation science field and has been for many years, and we're thankful that we have the opportunity to have a man of his stature as a part of our faculty. And uh, it's, it's much more significant than you think. When you start looking for a Christian college that believes in a six-day creation, you may look a long time before you find any who would be committed to a six 24-hour day creation. And we are, and thankfully so. Well, it's great for us to kind of be in the cutting edge of some of these things and to be able to enjoy what the Lord is doing. We want to express again our thanks to Dima for coming and sharing with us. We're going to sing a song as we close. Let's stand.